Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is the show where we choose a genre every month and we pick some of the best, uh, I don't know about this month, but some of the best and worst and some of the weirdest movies in that genre. So this month is actually a two-month genre. So we are not leaving comic book month. It's comic book month with a at the end because life has been crazy uh, lots of moving and, and friends moving and sickness and and health and cats. It's just been a lot. So that's why we only did two episodes last month. But we got, hopefully we do more than two this month. We shall see. So with comic book month, we've been combing, not really combing, there's a fuck ton of comic book movies since like 15 years ago. But we've been looking around for things that we haven't watched and... Things that slipped through the cracks. Yeah, Katie's made a, a cultivated list of things like, we should do this now. And I'm like, okay, I want to do Howard the Duck. But we went I with... I also wanted to do Howard the Duck. You chose the next one that we're watching. Uh, yeah, but okay, Howard the Duck's coming up. So just spoilers, that's coming up soon, hopefully. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I love that movie. Leah Thompson, that's another crush of mine from back in the day. You loved it 20 years ago. I bet it doesn't hold up now that you... great. You have not watched Howard the Duck since the MCU started. Okay, you you added a really specific caveat to it, yes. Yes, since 2009, and you've been treated to so many wonderful comic book movies. And you're going to go back, and you're going to watch... Howard the Duck, and you were like, damn, that duck looks fucking atrocious. This is a bag of ass. You know there's duck boobs in it? Yes, I do know. I've seen that movie many times. Yeah, some, I know. Some duck ladies in the shower. Okay. It's also similar to B-movie, because Leah Thompson like has sex with a duck. She sure does get plowed by a duck at the end. That's weird as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was just like, it's fine. You saved the world. Fuck it. You save the world, people stop asking questions. Fuck a duck. (laughs) So, tonight's movie is the 2019 American thriller film, Joker. Thriller's a stretch. It's got some thrillery spots to it. Just the the atmosphere of this movie is just like, fuck, man. It's chaos. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we're doing Joker. We're finally doing that movie that did so well in all the memes. The South Bronx Stairs, called the Joker Stairs now. Uh, let me see. West 167th Street in, in the Highbridge neighborhood of the Bronx. Uh, it's a legit set of stairs that they did a ton of videos and movies and stuff. But all it took was Joaquin Phoenix dancing slow-mo to Rock and Roll Part 2. And now people go there. Habitually, it is a destination spot to check out some sweet set of stairs. But there's Especially more if you're to dressed this. like a clown. Yeah, there's more to this movie than just stairs. But I learned that the director of this movie, his name is Todd Phillips. That may not sound familiar to you, Katie, but do you remember the movie Road Trip? Yeah. Old School? Yeah. Starsky and Hutch? Mm, never saw it. It's alright. I know that it exists. Yeah, it's alright. But Road Trip and Old School... He directed those movies. Old School is one of my all-time favorite movies. I don't care so much about Road Trip. And he also was in those movies. So there's always a person with a really fake afro doing weird shit in the background. That's the director, Todd Phillips. So in, in Road Trip, when Amy was on her way to Austin, not Boston, to 
tell the, the main character that she's in love with him. He was the guy that put his or put her feet in his mouth. And he's like, would you like a foot massage? She's like, I would not like a fucking foot massage. Get away from me, you weirdo. That was the director of the movie putting feet okay, in his mouth. Okay, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck off your gross, gross high horse. Yeah, she was sleeping. He was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> She's like, go. Who are you? It's like fucking from dusk till dawn. Like, yeah. Did you need to do that? No. Am I going to do it? He didn't need to, but he sure had a great time doing it. Gross. So, with Joker... It's an origin story, bum bum bum. You know how much I don't like origin stories. But this one's weird because Joker habitually has told people multiple stories. There's no true origin of the Joker. Like, recognized by all. It's not like, oh yeah, uh, my parents got shot in an alleyway and then I became the knight of Batman. It's not that. It's not over and over and over again. Like, every iteration of Joker, every version of the comics, throws a different version of how Joker became Joker at us. So, there's actually a comic book that came out uh, two years ago, I would say, where they explain why he keeps saying that his life is multiple choice, because there's multiple Jokers. And three of them actually team up. There's an old-as-fuck one, a young one, and one that's middle-aged, and they're like... Not to mention the likelihood that they suffer from schizophrenia, so... Yeah, they were all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And they all were like, let's fuck with Batman. And then Batman's like, oh, that's why I never understood Joker. Because they are different people. Yeah. And he's like, son of a bitch. The young one's the one you see in Gotham. Yeah. It's, cr- this it's Joker a crazy is comic. technically the old one, right? I guess. Walking Phoenix explained the old one? He's gotta be. Ish? Question, uh, again. But the timelines are goofy in this, so this is... Well, I think in DC, this Joker is probably never going to meet Robert Pattinson. I think it'd be great if he did, but he'd be an older one, probably teaching some new kid or or, or group to be the next Joker. I think it'd be awesome if... Well, it can't be Robert Pattinson because they showed his dad and it wasn't the same dad. Yeah, I know. Dad I know. That's what I'm saying. It'd be awesome if they, they met just, up. Yeah, they could just fudge that a bit and yeah. just be like, oh, Easy. yeah. It was Robert Pat. He grew up. To- that kid grew up to be Robert Pattinson. Yeah, but then- I think time wise, I don't think the movie works because the new the Batman movie is like not now times, but it's like it's close to modern day. Yeah, because he has a lot of te- technology stuff. But this movie is old. Yeah, this is set in the eighties, so it's, it doesn't really work. Ish, because yeah, that would mean the other Batman would have to take place in the nineties. Yeah, which for it to does not fit. work. Yeah, so with this, this is one of the multiple choice answers. So this movie is special because it's kind of based on a comic book by Alan Moore. He's that grumpy wizard that lives in Britain. Not clan wizard, an actual wizard. He's an actual wizard. And he made stories like Watchmen. He's probably an actual fucking wizard. Uh, (laughs) But he's made stories like Watchmen and V for Vendetta. So when he makes a story, it's usually pretty legit and has a really poignant meaning to it. So he did The Killing Joke. You probably heard that name because it's a very popular Joker story. It's one where all through the comic, Joker is like, hey, did I tell you that one story where I actually had a family and my my stand-up comedy career went bad? So I started doing crime and I fell into a vat of chemicals? They're like, oh, so that's your origin story. Or it could be, um, I was doing this thing or that thing. And they're like, oh, why do you keep telling us multiple stories? 
could be either of them or a combination and the whole time it's joker trying to get commissioner gordon to go crazy so the whole the whole premise of killing joke is anybody be- can become evil if they have one bad day if you have the worst day of your life you can be completely different afterward. And Joker decides that he wants Commissioner Gordon to have his one bad day. So that's the story where he shoots Barbara in her spine and makes her crippled. And then takes her and takes pictures of her naked. It doesn't do anything bad to her, but takes naked pictures and sends it to Commissioner Gordon. And he's like, how do you feel about that? And he's like, I'm going to kill you. Sweet. I want you, to be, I want you to be bad. And it's a good one. The end of the story, Joker tells Batman a joke. And Batman starts laughing, which is weird because Batman doesn't laugh. And then there's always questions of the ending, but the laughing stops. And the shadow looks like Batman's choking Joker out and finally kills him. But that killing joke Joker is like in its own world. So maybe he made Batman lose it, and that's why he laughed. And people are like, he doesn't laugh when he's in the suit. Oh, he lost it. And he killed Batman. He killed Joker. So it's well, like... Maybe it's just Superman dressed up as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> But this movie's fun because it takes nods from that and it takes nods from Taxi Driver. So that's a Robert De Niro story where he, you know, he's having multiple bad days and he becomes a vigilante in the streets. Uh, that's what, you talking to me? You talking to me? And then in the movie The King of Comedy, not The Kings of Comedy, where all the black comedians, this one is about a failing stand-up comedian that decides that he is going to hold a talk show host uh, hostage and actually get his time to shine in the limelight. And so both of these stories have a common theme of Robert De Niro being in them. And he's in this movie and he plays a talk show host that has a very nice interview with a crazy person. So uh, there's tons of nods to Robert De Niro based movies in this. I'll ask you first, uh, Katie, what did you think about Joker, this movie? Um, there were a lot of points where it was uncomfortable, and I think that we haven't had a chance to really get there in any of the Batman films, because they they spend a lot of time in the Batman films showcasing Batman, but that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but because they showcase Batman in those films, you don't ever really get to see what makes the Joker so crazy why he is so chaotic why he's so twisted and this movie did a really good job at showing us the things that led up to him becoming the menace to society that yeah fucking ravages gotham um and the different things that are going on both in his mind and in reality um because we see (laughs) some sometimes He's in a dream state. Sometimes he's normal. And this is a very unique, not even unique, but a modern telling of someone going crazy. Yeah. Like, there there are a lot of films that deal with this kind of thing. Um, but none of them so far, besides this one, in the comic book realm. Um, so this one kind of takes, you know, the craziness of like the Truman Show or Clockwork Orange where you know the main character is insane like something is broken within the main character and you're getting to see it from 
both from their perspective and from the outside perspective of other people experiencing this person going insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really cool to see that in a superhero film. And I understand why this movie did so freaking well, why everyone loved it so much. Yeah. Because it doesn't play like a superhero film. If you didn't know, or a comic book film, I guess, if you weren't aware somehow that the Joker is a Batman villain, you didn't know anything about Batman, it wouldn't matter, really, going into this film, because you're not, the storyline doesn't focus so much on the, like, Bruce Wayne, like, Wayne Manor aspect of it. There's a small part. There's a, there's a little chunk where that character is introduced and stuff is happening there. But the main part of it is just watching this dude go through a psychotic break and seeing him deal with just life and it being shitty. And it is heartbreaking. It's equal parts heartbreaking, heartbreaking and frustrating watching this movie because there's so many points where certain stuff is happening to Joker or to the character, where you're like, damn, if only somebody had said something. Somebody had stepped up. Somebody had done something. If one little thing had changed in this man's life, he wouldn't have gone off the fucking deep end. Yeah. And it's like, how true is that in, maybe not all, probably, maybe not most, serial killers, but like, in a lot of people who commit murders and violent crimes, like, if you had just reached out to, if someone had just reached out to this person, or this person had just gone, you know, to therapy, or refilled their meds, like, once. Yeah. Like, imagine where we would be, you know, how much different the world would be. And this film, like, the way that it's shot, and the way that it's, the story is kind of woven through and told, is just a, this is just the poster child for fucking mental health services in America, and how it needs to get fucking better. Uh, It was a departure from comic book films, in that it's so serious. <laughs> Why so serious? But in a good way. Like, this is definitely the most mature adult comic book film that we've had so far, that we've watched at least. Yeah. Out, out in the world, this is probably the, will be the most serious. They don't really get this deep. I mean, Alan Moore's stories... V for Vendetta, Watchmen, if you really, like, really look at it, it's pretty deep. Watchmen is deep, but Watchmen is also distracting. Yeah. Because it's not just, you're not dealing with just normal people. The thing that, about this specific Joker, that makes it so, I don't know, interesting and heartbreaking is that he's just a normal dude off the street. He didn't, like... He didn't fall in some chemical vat that, like, changed his thing. He didn't get bit by something radioactive or, you know, a meteor didn't fall near him and fuck him up for life. Like, he's just a normal dude who had shitty thing after shitty thing after shitty thing happen to him in a row on top of his already, like, poor mental health, and it just broke him. Yeah. And we haven't gotten that in any other superhero films and i don't think we will the closest you get is v for vendetta comic book movies i mean v for vendetta and even that is not really like this dude dealing with mental health this is like 
fuck the government, here's a ginormous political statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, V for Vendetta is just a fucking political statement yeah. more than it is, like, oh, yeah, he was clearly suffering from mental health. I mean, maybe a little, but, well, like, yeah. shit was wild in the government, and yeah. this man had a one one idea to fix it and just fucking went for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie was great. Uh, yeah, what Katie said, this is the type of movie... Where you don't have to necessarily know that it's a comic book movie. This one gets away with it. You know, there are multiple scenes where it's like, oh, okay, this is a DC film. It is a DC film, but it's not. But this movie is great. It has won many awards? Mm -hmm. I'm going to look real quick. I think he won an Oscar for it, I think. Yes, so Joaquin Phoenix, he won Academy Award for Best Actor, yeah. uh, Best Actor in Leading Role, uh, BAFTA, uh, Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor, a lot of Best Actors. He did incredible, like, Joaquin Phoenix is for sure, like, the the chameleon of, not, not even our generation, because he's slightly older than us, he's like Gen X age, I guess, but he is like the chameleon whatever you cast him in he will just like melt into that character he's i don't know if he's necessarily a uh what's that thing called where you method actor i don't know if he's necessarily a method actor i've seen situations where he says that he has to like leave the set because he's getting too deep into a character oh yeah and he's got to take but a break he, but he envelops characters so well and which is a problem and that was kind of the i think a big reason why this movie took so long to to happen is because the last person who went into the deep end with joker killed themselves so you know r.i.p heath ledger yeah uh, also won an academy award for his portrayal of the joker yeah uh, posthumously yeah this movie's Wild. Uh, it's the first live-action theatrical Batman film to be rated R. Uh, usually Batman films, they're PG, PG-13 at worst. Because they want the kids to see it, you know? I, if I if, Batman. If Batman Returns was rated R, I mean, I'd have seen it at some point. But, oh, I just still watched it. Yeah. But that's that's kind of the, the crux of this movie. It's serious. It's wild. It's funny. Um, I saw a uh, an interview about this movie... And this one person said, like, it's funny that people are kind of missing the point of what this movie's about. It, it's the fact that people struggling with mental illness and the fact that they're not able to get their medicine. Yeah. He's that having, was the main fucking point of this you movie. You know, the world wants him to be normal, but he's trying to do that while his mind is slowly slipping and dealing with terrible people in the world, beating him up, stealing things from him, and they want him to be good. He's been related to the beginnings of a mass shooter. Like, it's just everything's building up to that point, and we see what the building up comes to. Absolutely. When I was talking earlier, my brain immediately went to, like, the Oklahoma City bomber. Yeah. Or um, that dude who shot up all those people in Washington, D.C., the sniper, the Washington, D.C. sniper. Like, if one or two things had changed in either one of those people's lives, like, either... You know, they got the meds that they needed, or they got 
in contact with a therapist or whatever. Like, think about how different the world would be. Yeah. Or, you know, these, not even the world, but specifically the people whose lives they negatively affected. Like, insane. Yeah. So, before we get into the little synopsis of the story, uh, Katie, what is your thoughts on the character of the Joker? So, not just in this movie, but just as a whole. Like, cartoons, uh, Lego versions, comic books. Like, what's your thoughts on the Joker? I like the Joker. I think he's probably the best Disney vi- or Disney villain. <laughs> he's probably the Disney best princess. DC villain um, that exists. Um, and second place is Lex Luthor, and he's not close. Like it's he's not close to the chaos that the Joker brings. And I love. What I love about the Joker is something that Otis brought up earlier is that there are so many different iterations of the Joker and like beginnings quote to the Joker and reasons he's crazy, reasons he hates Bruce Wayne, reasons he's gone off the deep end, whatever. There's so many of them that we could have a movie come out every year for the next 20 years that each one of them has a different Joker like origin and story and why yeah. they hate him. Like multi, we could just do multiverse of Joker. Yeah, and it all be Rob Pattinson Batman, and it's just like seventy five Jokers who just fucking hate him for who knows why. Yeah, but it would still work. And I love that every iteration of the Joker that we do get on screen that we have gotten so far on the screen works. You yeah. can't. Just be like, oh, Heath Ledger was great. He's the end-all, be-all. Nobody's ever going to be better than him. And then you get the people who are like, no, Cesar Romero was the best Joker. He's the best. He's No one's going to be compared to him. Or Jack Nicholson is the best, and he, no one's ever going to compare to him. Like, right? It was Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, all of these little things, everyone's like particular opinion about Joker is really just when, like, the movie that they watch the most uh, the Batman Honestly. movie, the Batman they like, like the, the most. like the first one they saw, yeah. Yeah, the Batman they like the most. And everyone, you know, shits on Jared Leto because his was arguably the least comic book true Joker to the point. Yeah. I I didn't have a problem with it. I liked it. I liked because it. every time we get a new Joker, like a new iteration of the Joker, it just fuels Batman that much more because like, oh, Jared Leto's Joker is not just some crazy dude who's, like, blowing up hospitals and, you know, putting Harvey Dent on a rooftop to blow up. Like, no, this Joker is a fucking mob king. Like, he's... Yeah, I thought that was He's a monster. He's running the mafia in Gotham and wrecking everybody. Like, he's got more money and more guns and more weapons and everything. Brilliant. Give me more of it. Give me all of it. I don't give a fuck. I want all of the Jokers everywhere. Yeah. Those these movies are so good, and the Joker is so versatile of a character. Anybody could play them, and it would still be great. Yeah, you could have you know Joaquin Phoenix, Oscar-winning actor, m- multiple times over. Throw him in the role, excellent. You throw f- fucking Michael Sarah, <laughs> the least like he's just Alan. Okay, you throw yeah. Michael Sarah into this <laughs> bitch, and have him you know paint his hair green and just. Tell him to act fucking crazy. You're the Joker. And it would still play well. Yeah. Like, it's so cool that 
everybody gets to do it, and it still works. Yeah. I am a big fan of the Joker. Now, given if you are a comic book fan, you have probably seen a lot of Joker recently to the point of, sweet Jesus, he is the villain for everything because he's so big right now. So there is a Joker. Um, His name is the Batman who laughs. So in one world, he got Batman pissed off enough to kill him. He snaps his neck. The second he snaps his neck, a chemical in his body, because his body, that's why he's like resistant to poisons and stuff, because he fell into a weird vat. This chemical comes out of his body and gets into Batman's body, and Batman turns into the Joker. And so it's a Joker with the insane mind that you can't pin down with the body of Batman. And that Batman kills everybody. Just the the whole Justice fuck. League. Yeah. Jacked as fuck Joker. So the, the Bat family, they call a meeting, and they're like, Bruce, um, we've been kind of keeping tabs on you, bud, and you are getting really weird out in the streets. Like, you need help. And I think, you know, something happened. We can take care of Gotham while you're gone. And Bruce is like, yeah, I had a feeling y'all were going to have this meeting. So, yeah, I just rigged this place to just be full of traps. And they're trying their best to fight him. But it's a bat, it's a Joker with Batman's body. And they all die. And so the Batman who laughs finds out that there's a multiverse. And he's like, oh, there's other Batman I can fuck with? And hops through a hole. And other Jokers. And oh, he doesn't care about the Jokers. He just wants to mess with the Batmans. So, oh, dude, no, make he, a gang of Jokers. Yeah, make a true Joker gang. Better. He finds all the Batman and Batwomen. There's actually a female yeah. one that lose it and turn into villains. And he recruits them to go swing on Batman, <laughs> Superman, and Wonder Woman in that world. So we get a Green Lantern Batman. That's completely crazy. We get an Aquaman Batwoman that lost the love of her life and is like, fuck the surface world. And starts Aqua swinging Aqua Batwoman? Yeah. Uh, we get a Doomsday Batman where the only way that they could stop evil Superman was to turn into Doomsday because Doomsday oh. put him down once. Yeah. And so now he's... Once. Yeah. <laughs> so just now, once. Now he's a, just a giant rocky evil guy yeah one batman lost his whole bat family and asked the flash to take him back in time so he can fix things flash is like nah i can't do that bruce he's like i wasn't asking i was telling you and so straps him to the cosmic treadmill that's how you go back in time in dc world and for some reason their bodies combine so it's a batman that has flash's powers He's called the Red Death. Like, he looks Flash. awesome. Oh, he's way worse. Um, and then there's a Wonder Woman Batman. I can't remember. There's a Martian. Every... I mean, Wonder Woman already is Batman. Yeah. Every instance of the Justice League gets a version of Batman compared to him. And those Batman people, bad people, swing on the Justice League. They're like, I'm not ready for this. It's Batman, but he's got my powers. Yeah. And so they have to team it's up. It's Green Lantern, but smart. Yeah, it's a crazy story. Crazy to the point that it made them, made DC a lot of money to the point that they ran that shit back three different times to the yeah. point everybody's like, I'm kind of sick of Joker in the comics. It's like Infinity War. He's, he's just around forever. Uh, but Joker is that ongoing character. Well, he's, he's the one. You started, it, it started in the 60s. There the 40s, was, actually. 
Well, yes, the comic book oh, did. Oh, yeah. But I'm talking about live-action Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started in the 60s with Adam West and Cesar Romero's version of the Joker. And Joker in that show became the villain. Yeah. He is jo- he's Batman's arch nemesis. Yeah. Like, everybody in superhero world has an arch nemesis. For Superman, it's Lex Luthor. For, you know, Captain America, it's Nazis slash... Everybody who does wrong. Red Skull, I guess. <laughs> Red Skull. It's around anymore, Nazis. But... It's confusing for Cap, but yeah. you know everybody has like an arch nemesis, and Joker is that for Batman. So that's why we get so many iterations of Joker because fucking DC can't make up their mind on no. motherfucking Batman. No. Pick one and stick with it, guys. Yeah, but uh, this is fun. It's really good. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, he's done a A24 thriller. Some people say it's scary as fuck. Some people say it's kind of thrillery, that Bo is afraid. Uh, but some people said it's in the same thread as Midsummer and oh, so Hereditary. Not, not scary, just weird. So it's, it. it's a weird as fuck movie. Uh, there's yeah, different, not scary, but weird. Yeah, there's different versions of them. There's a kid, him, and then an old him. And I think they're all around in the same place. So I'm like, what the, the fuck? The scariest is movie Walking Phoenix ever did was Signs, and this wasn't even like. <laughs> he was swinging a bat at an alien in that movie. <laughs> yeah, swing away, Merle. <laughs> Signs was scarier than it needed to be. Yeah, the fingers coming under the door. God. Fuck, that got me. Now, the good. worst part is that fucking the clip from the Mexican birthday party. Yeah, Alien's and like, the hey, alien going? walks by the door, and everybody just loses their shit. <laughs> Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, he was in a closet watching it on the TV. He just covered his mouth like, oh my god. And I, I did that in the theater. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was an alien. Yeah, everybody. Oh, man. Every, the whole theater just like jumped when that, that shit so happened. Good. Oh, signs are so good. Hell yeah. Oh, Shalaman, man. <laughs> yeah, Shalaman, man. So, well, we'll get through this story. It's... We've already been talking for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just about Jokers and Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Well, because the story, it's a long movie. It's an hour. It's two hours. 122 minutes. It's two hours and two minutes. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. But when you really sit down and like think about the story, it's not that dense. It's just the no, scenes. No, you can sum it up quickly. Yeah. So uh, we meet up with Arthur Fleck. That is one of the aliases that he uses in the comic books. Either Joe Chill or Arthur Fleck or Joe Kerr is one of the names he uses. Um, if you ever see Joker in some outfit, he will for sure have one of these names, like, as a last name. Like, if he's a mechanic doing some stupid shit, he'll have, like, either Kerr or Fleck or Chill on his shirt because he's played all of these people. Um, I think now in the comics, he is not Joe Chill, but in the original Batman movie, he was the one that shot Bruce's parents. So that's why Michael Keaton was ready to swing on him. Yeah. But they've kind of redacted that. So we meet up with aspiring stand-up comedian Arthur Fleck and Clown. Uh, he's doing the spin signs on the corner. Even I don't know if they had that back in the day, but he was kind of he wasn't spinning it, but he was dancing with the sign, having a good time out there. And he gets his sign stole by kids, and he's chasing them. Joaquin Phoenix is a lanky dude, but he was like booking, keeping up his kids. And then the kids. Hit him with the sign. That thing explodes like a fucking wrestling like table. It was made out of styrofoam, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Because there was like confetti. Yeah. And then they proceed to beat him up. And then steal the probably meager money he had on him. And they run off. This is Gotham before Batman. You can't even say Batman makes things better. It's just people don't want to do bad stuff at night. Because there's a dude 
in the streets that will beat you to a coma yeah. if you're out doing well, bad stuff. What's wild is this is Gotham during um, Thomas Wayne's like run for office. Yes, and he was already like a big deal. He yeah. was already super rich. He was like suppose depending on the version of Batman that you're watching, he was already putting money towards. Quote, fixing Gotham. Yes. He was trying, attempting to make Gotham a better place. And he was getting money from the mafia to help him do this. Because, like, in The Batman, he... Again, depends on the version. Yeah, but that I version guess. he was running uh, for, I want to say mayor, but then he, like, kind of off the side said, like, man, I wish I had help with this, like, person running against me. And mafia's like, say less. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. I didn't want you to do that. Did you? Yeah. It sounded like you wanted help. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of depends. Some versions have Thomas Wayne as an asshole. In mm-hmm. some versions, he's a good guy. So it kind of depends on... In some versions, form. it's just Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You're right. I want him to be fucking the cool, mean Old Batman. Batman. Oh, he'd be so good. He would be good. Yeah. He would be great. Old Batman. My brain just exploded. Because I thought about fucking... If he was Old Batman, who I would want to be uh, his Robin, the little girl Robin. Mm-hmm. Sadie Sink. Oh, she'd be a great Carrie Kelly. She'd be amazing. Yeah. Fuck, I want that now. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of old. Like, kind of. Oh, that's fine. Just make Carrie older. Like, yeah. like I'm 20. out of high school. Yeah. I'm going to college. Not anymore, because I'm kicking people in alleys at night. <laughs> so, we see that Arthur, he suffers from a neurological disorder. It's probably a real thing. I've seen this before. But when he has... It's not even when he gets nervous, but it seems like when people kind of look at him a little too long or he has questions about like why are you so weird he gets these uncontrollable laughing fits and to the point where people are like oh you're weird and he he has a card and so i've seen people with conditions like uh tourette's uh i had a friend have a friend he's not dead or nothing uh but i have a friend that he didn't say like you know fuck 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 and like move but he would just like his body would jolt i have several friends who have that yeah I have a story to tell you when we're not recording about gotcha. that. And so people would ask him, and he's like, why are you, like, jumping? He's like, I have Tourette's, you piece of shit. And they're like, oh. And they, like, leave him alone. But, um, yeah. So there are things out there like that. <laughs> she wrote Tourette's on a piece of paper. So he gets medication that helps him with this, and he's dealing with social services. So for our friends that are not in America, your medicine... Is probably a whole lot easier and cheaper and faster Depending on to get from. to you. Yes, but it's probably a lot easier than universal America. Universal health care. If you live in a country that has universal health care, good on you. Because yeah. that sure is not what we are dealing with here in America. And it for sure isn't what the Joker was dealing it with. It is very tough. So with people that have issues that need medicine, the, the if, if the right people were in, right as in quotation mark, were in charge, it'd be a... Just, you're not praying enough. Jesus, you know, he'll help you out with this. People need medicine. Um, that's why things happen. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, after he's attacked by these very shitty children in this town, uh, his co-worker Randall gives him a old pistola for self-defense. And <laughs> there's a very funny scene where he's, like, dancing around with the gun, trying to be cool, and he actually shoots a hole in his wall and his mom's like what was that that sounded like a gunshot he's like no I, I'm, I'm watching a, a, a western I'm watching a western mom just go back to bed and he turns the TV up really loud she's like turn the TV down 
He's like, fuck, 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 and he's trying to, like, cover up the bullet hole. And he keeps it with him. Hopefully, that doesn't get him fired later. It does. So, he meets up with single mother and neighbor Sophie. Hey, it's Zazie Beats. I like her a lot. So, Zazie Beats, if you don't know, uh, she was Domino in Deadpool 2. The luckiest son of a bitch in a movie. I love that nothing happened to her the whole movie. Yep. Like, Deadpool got ripped in half, and she saw it happen. She's like, ooh, and walked away. She's like, Jesus Christ. And she stayed alive. <laughs> That's what you do. So, they meet up, and Arthur likes making people smile and laugh, because he's a clown. And clown in the sense of, he's, he's an entertainer. And he tries to get the girl to, you know, smile, and the mom is, like, you know, dealing with her daughter, and not even daughter, but little kids, they like asking questions, or they repeat something over and over, and so Sophie and Arthur have a moment where they look at each other, and Sophie makes a face like, kids, right? And Arthur's like, I I suppose. (laughs) And it looks like they're gonna be friends, and that's kind of what he needs. So while he, Arthur, is doing a job at the children's hospital, uh, what song was it? It wasn't head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Uh, Oh, the Hokey Pokey. Arthur is doing the Hokey Pokey as a clown for a, probably a children's ward that, I don't know if it was a burn unit. It was just kids. No, it was just children's ward in the hospital. His pistola falls out of his pants. And I could feel, I could taste the awkwardness in it because the pistol's on the ground. He stops, he grabs it, and he kind of stands up and looks at the kids. And he doesn't move for a second. He just looks at them. And everybody in the room is like, that was a gun. And he's like, I don't I don't know what to do right now. And I was like, oh my god, it's so awkward. So he loses his job because he had a fucking gun on him going into a children's hospital. His boss is like, so why did you bring a gun to the children's hospital? Were the kids going to rob you? And he's like, no, you know, I got beat up earlier. Remember, I got attacked, so it's for self-defense. And then Randall, the guy that gave him the gun, is like, uh, I heard him talking about he was going to get a gun earlier. I didn't give him that gun. He, 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 Arthur's an asshole. And I'm like, wow, you sold him out. You gave him that fucking gun and got him in trouble. So, while he is on the subway riding home, we see that there are some drunk businessmen on the subway. And they are talking, trying to hit on this lady. And... Uh, If you haven't seen drunk people trying to hit on somebody, it goes two ways. Either the person's like, hey, 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 baby, you're pretty. And then they throw up on themselves and it's funny for everybody. Or it's the, hey, you should come to my place. And, you know, Katie's like, no, I'm good. And it's like, no, you're coming to my place. And then they grab and then it gets worse from there. So these guys, they're starting to get a bit handsy with the lady. And Arthur says, like, hey, leave her alone, you know. And then... They're like, okay, we don't want to talk to you anymore, lady. We're going to deal with this guy because we're tough guys now. And Arthur has himself a laughing fit because he's a bit nervous. And then he doesn't keep laughing because he defends himself against these guys as they're beating him up. And he kills two of them with the pistola. And a third one gets off the subway. He chases him down and kills him. And he starts feeling good about it. He's not against killing in the the idea that I he get... feels powerful. You beat me to it. It's... This is probably the one thing that he's been in control in his life. Yeah. Is since 
forever, probably. Oh, yeah, you can tell by the relationship that he has so far in the movie with his mom that he has never been the one in charge of that house. Yes. So, his mom, thank you for bringing that up, that was the next thing I was going to say, she used to work for a one, Thomas Wayne, she was the maid, and she says that, hey, did we get a letter from Thomas Wayne? And Arthur's like, no, why, why are we supposed to get a letter? And she's like, he's going to take care of us. He doesn't know that we're living like this. And but if he knew, he would take yeah, care of us. Yeah, he would take care of us. And, he, and you know, Arthur's like, that, he doesn't care, Mom. Yeah, you haven't worked for that dude in years and years and years. Yeah. So, Thomas Wayne, he is a, he's the candidate for mayor. He's a billionaire. He's going to save the day. Uh, no, no, he's not. So, he's kind of a dickhead. And people in town are starting to get sick of him. Because he says that, like, hey, I'm going to help you guys. But he's kind of just helping the rich side. And well, it's very similar to what's ha- what happens in the Batman with, uh, and the whole reason that Edward Nigma Rid- Riddler. Riddler, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. The whole reason that Riddler goes off the deep end and starts just causing chaos because Thomas Wayne, like, promised all these things to happen to Gotham. He was going to fix all these things. He yeah. was going to fix this orphanage that, that he grew up in, and he was going to repair... Gotham and make it great, and then he fucking didn't. Yeah. So Riddler was like, you know what? Fuck the Wayne family. Yeah. <laughs> Destroy Gotham. I don't give a shit. So while this is happening, we see protests all through Gotham. I was about to say New York, but it's not New York. It's it, Detroit. It, it is. It's, but it's Detroit. Not. It's a weird amalgamation because sometimes Gotham is on the water. Sometimes it's an island, like fucking like like Manhattan. New York. Yeah. But sometimes it's not. It depends on who's writing Gotham. Because sometimes you can separate Gotham from everything else. Yeah. All the Lego ones, it's on an island. Yeah. And like uh, Christian Bale's Batman, it, it was like two bridges out. So kind of like San Francisco. Yeah. Kind of. Like, it's weird. But sometimes it's not like that. Yeah. So they start wearing clown masks. Just like Arthur's clown ma- Oh, his makeup. Because there were a few people that saw this clown murder these people on the subway, and they're like, he looked like this, and they draw a little picture of a, just a shitty, scary clown. And so they're like, hey, that dude knows what's up. Kill this the asshole. This amateur sketch. <laughs> Got a flute. Just playing stuff. So, hey, look at that. Uh, you, you want a movie to make things worse for the people that are just getting picked on? Two words. Budget cuts. So... Arthur can't get his medicine anymore because budget cuts to the social service program. And his uh, helper or... Uh, what's the word? The therapist. Late therapist is like... so Psychiatrist, actually. Yeah. I guess it would be more... Yeah, because she's prescribing the stuff for him. Yeah. And so she's like, this is going to be our last meeting because... Budget cuts. Budget cuts. So you're not going to be able to get your medicine anymore. And... Arthur just starts laughing, and she's like, what's so funny? And it's a meme now, and he's like, you wouldn't get it. You, you wouldn't get it. Because his life is just like, it makes sense that I won't, I can't get the help that I need, so I gotta take care of it myself. And I was like, fuck. So he, he's already accepting that the world is just a shitty, shitty place. So he's probably... I mean, this is legitimate, the start of Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Walter White, the chem teacher... Had yeah, to do what he fucking not, did got, out there. ...got cancer, could not afford his cancer treatment because he was a teacher and the, his healthcare wasn't good enough to do his treatment, so he found an alternate way to make money. Yeah. Gets wild. <laughs> Gets chaos. Chaos ensues. <laughs> Watch Breaking Bad. 
So Arthur is hanging out with Sophie. That's really cool. He's got someone he can talk to and connect with. Yeah, and, friend. And Sophie comes to a stand-up routine. So he's got a little book, and he's been working on jokes for a hot minute. and Because he wants to be a comedian, because he knows that he can make people laugh. He can entertain the world. That is his dream. So it does not go that good. There are some laughs that happens, but his little condition happens, and he starts laughing uncontrollably. He does get a couple of jokes out, and there are a few smiles and laughs that happen. And Sophie's like, okay, cool. And she's there. And I'm like, that's awesome. They do have a scene where he comes home, and they start kissing. So I was like, sweet. This is going great for him. Man, this movie's about the Joker. He's Too many good things are happening. It's got to fall apart soon. So And fall apart it does. Yes. So Arthur, he gets a letter from his mom sent to Thomas Wayne. He finally reads one of these bad boys. And the letter says that Arthur is Thomas Wayne's illegitimate son. And so this is not the first time that that has been nodded toward, that Joker might actually be related to Bruce. Yeah, Batman's uh, brother. There's And actually a couple of villains may have been... Bruce's half-brother. Uh, when the Court of Owls happen, there's a bad guy that keeps fucking with Bruce, and it's like, yeah, Thomas Wayne's my dad. And he's like, oh, oh. He's like, but well, my dad's a good guy. He's like, nah, he's a whore, and I'm gonna beat you up, little brother. He's like, no! So it kind of ruins his idea of his dad. Barry, man, you're a genius. You could easily just, like, fucking punch him, get some blood on you, and DNA yeah, he really You're could. rich as shit. Yeah. You could easily refute these claims. I can't remember the end. I haven't read Court of Owls in a court of owls in a long time i can't remember if he figures it out or he says it doesn't matter but he it does make him think of his dad differently he's like well yeah he wasn't just a superhero in my eyes he was a normal guy so he probably did cheat on my mom that he sucks. was a normal guy and he had eight, 87 illegitimate children he for and sure meanwhile did. bruce wayne b- billionaire playboy has zero children except one that was taken by rape so- yeah hell yeah as a kid <laughs> Uh, yeah, because he, he, he was the raped. Fuck so. drug out of him for. Uh, they, it's funny. They like are quietly trying to like disavow that storyline. So for the people, because we haven't said names, uh, Talia Al Ghul, um, she drugged Bruce one from time. From the Dark Knight Rises. Well, and in the comics, um, yeah. he came. But he came to help the dad. Yeah, he came to help Ra's Al Ghul once, and Talia drugged him, and then uh, raped the man, and then. With his strong bat seed, has Damien, <laughs> and so Damien is legit. His bat seed. His bat seed. Uh, so Damien is actually his flesh and blood. He has adopted all those little orphans <laughs> that their parents die. So he has multiple children, but Damien is actually his flesh and blood. All the Robins, and a Damien. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, they stopped talking about that. I'm like, he's a rape baby. So. They don't like talking about that, but he Batman did get raped. So, at this point, uh, Arthur's kind of life is weird because he's like, wait, so we should be rich, but why would you keep this from me? Is he a piece of shit? And so he needs answers, and so he heads toward Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor, and he meets. Baby Bruce. Baby Bruce. And Bruce, uh, I forget that when he was young, he thought the world was just like sunshine and lollipops. Because this weird guy. He was guy, like 12. Yeah, this weird guy is just walking up to him, smiling and doing jokes. And he's like, hi. Yeah. Hi, this, I'm Bruce. This, this, kid, like, this kid is 
right on the cusp of becoming an orphan. So like that's how old Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. In this, he's he, like he does has no fears. It's about, right before the show Gotham takes yeah. place. Like a uh, little dude has no fears about this man. And then it's a stranger at the gate. I don't give a fuck. Let's talk to him. Yeah. He, uh, he's dressed kind of like a clown. And what then the fuck? Arthur is talking to the kid, and then uh, me and Katie were like. Ugh. He puts his fingers in his mouth and makes and stretches his like face out to a smile. Oh, in like, Bruce's mouth, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "See, you're happy now." And then Alfred's like, "Get the fuck away from him!" <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and then, uh, why did we choose a wire fence? This needs to be solid wood yeah. <laughs> or brick. There should no nobody should be able to see through this. This yeah. is outrageous. And so he tells this man put his. Dirty ass hands in Master yeah. w- Master Bruce's mouth. Yeah, he looks dirty. He came from the street. You should wash your mouth out, son. Yeah. So Arthur is very much more confused, but then Alfred tells him like, "Your mom's crazy, and you should probably talk to her about this." But she went insane. Just just so you know, and she was in what was it Arkham? Arkham. Yeah, she Arkham was Asylum. Arkham Sonic, you should probably talk to her about this. He heads home, and, oh no! The mom suffered a stroke, so she's in the hospital. Uh, a whole lot of things happen. She's not that healthy, even at the beginning of this yeah, movie. Yeah, she was all She was jacked up. So, while this is happening, we see Sophie at the hospital with Arthur. We see cops following Arthur, because uh, they have an idea that he may be involved with these clown murders. Uh, and so he's like... I think it's him, so they're tailing yeah. him. And he's like, my mom's in there sick. I, I'm dealing with I don't have this. time to deal with your questions. Like, I'm dealing with family shit. Yeah. Around this time, we find out that when he did his little stand-up routine, someone recorded it. And they send it to Murray Franklin. Hey, it's Robert De Niro. And he is, like, Gotham's popular talk show host. Jay Leno, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Type. In town. And... Mr. Franklin shows this clip on his show. And makes fun of Arthur. Makes fucking fun of this man. And it's weird. Arthur is pissed about it, but then he starts accepting what Murray's saying. Murray actually calls him a joker. And Arthur's like, I like that. And so Arthur is busy. He's moving around town, seeing more and more riots happening, protests, because Thomas Wayne's a piece of shit. And they're like, we don't want you to be mayor, because you're not going to help us little people. And he's like, I will, maybe. Just get, let me be mayor first, and let's see what happens. Boo! Get out of here. So, Arthur sneaks into a film theater while they're watching a... It's a silent movie. It wasn't the Marx Brothers. It was... um. What's the one guy? He's by himself. Charlie Chaplin. I want to say it's a Chaplin film. Because he was like skiing up, just going so close to this, like, just hole. And he's skiing around it. So, uh, everybody's cheering. And he catches Thomas peeing in the restroom. I'd be, oh, I would fight somebody if they touched me while I was peeing. Uh, And Thomas is ready to swing on him. And so, Thomas Wayne explains to Arthur, You're not my son, dude. Your mom is insane. And she's actually not your biological mom. Yeah, you're adopted. Homeboy. So you She adopted really... you when she was working for me. <laughs> and then she went off the deep end and yeah. I had to fire her. Yeah. So you should really 
talk to her about this. Go look at the records. Go yeah. look at the records of, Ar- of Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So Arthur heads to Arkham, and he steals Penny's file. Uh, some guy is helping him out, but he like is reading it to him, and he sees there's something he doesn't want to say out loud, and so he sets the file down. He's like, "Hey, you should probably like get some higher up person to get this, and I I can't let you have this." And then Arthur just steals it and runs off, and no one catches him. So he gets away. He finds out that his mom, uh, she went crazy. And then she adopted him, and she had a very abusive boyfriend. And the boyfriend abused Arthur and the mom. Beat the shit out of them. I don't know if there was any other type of abuse, but they went through a lot for years, uh, Arthur was tortured, probably mentally and physically, by the the, st- the boyfriend for sure. The mom was wasn't helping. She, I assume, just assumed everything was fine and couldn't see Arthur being tortured, and so she was like, "Everything's fine." And there were newspaper clippings saying that she didn't know he was getting tortured, I'm like, but you were living there. So she was in her own world mm-hmm. for a long time. And Arthur realizes, like, holy shit, like, my mom's insane, but she's not my mom, and I'm insane, oh shit. Everything's starting to... Fall apart. Starting to fall apart. So, Arthur heads back to his apartment, and heads into Sophie's apartment, and Sophie's freaking out, like, what are you doing here, bud? Why are you in my apartment? And The fuck? And Arthur's a bit confused, like, I thought we kind of had a thing going, and she's like, you gotta leave. We we haven't done anything you gotta go and at this point we're starting to learn that a lot of things that we see on the screen are just a figment of arthur's imagination he's he's, he's been daydreaming he's been hallucinating about these interpersonal relationships that he's having with people and that's not actually what's happening yeah so at this point in the movie he's uh yeah he snapped this he, the, he snaps he's already lost it so he heads to the hospital and smothers his Aww. adopted mom in the hospital. Pillow. Kills her. And he's like, um, I'm sorry. Yep. I'm, I'm done with everything. And so, the weirdest thing happens. All his stand-up clips, they go viral. I didn't think things went viral in the 80s. Oh, because it's not the... It can't be the 80s. It has to be the 2000s. It's just dark, grungy, dirty Gotham. That's why it looks so old and gross. Yeah. It's weird. The timing is so weird. But I think Gotham just looks like shit, so we assume it's super old. It always looks like shit. You yeah. Know? So, the stand-up clips, they go viral, and Arthur is invited onto Murray Franklin's show. That's awesome. He's like, holy shit, I finally get my stand-up break. Yo, he's gonna, he's gonna have a stand-up break, because Arthur is planning on committing suicide on live TV. He's gonna kill Murray? Actually... No, he's just He was just going to shoot himself. He's just going to kill himself. He was going to answer some questions and be like, I got a joke for you. Ha 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 ha. Bang. Boom. And blow his head off yeah. on TV. And so that would be the best way he could go out. Yeah. So he agrees to be on this show. And then he goes home. He's got like a couple of days to prepare. Yeah. And he calls the guy who gave him the gun. Randall. Randall from work over. Randall. And Randall comes over with another clown friend of theirs. And he's a... Oh, Gary. 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 And they're conversing. Um, He's happy and friendly with Gary and not friendly with Randall. And then he kills Randall. Yeah. Right in front of Gary. 
Because Randall set him up and made him lose his job. <laughs> and he actually lets Gary leave. He's like, Gary, you, you can go. You have always you, been a friend been to me. You've been so nice to you've me. You've been so nice to me. You can go. And so, uh... And Gary's just like, thank you, Arthur. <laughs> uh-huh. Deuce. Bye! So, can, can you unlock the lock? Yes. Yeah, I'm a short person yeah, and he, I can't... He's a short person, so he can't reach the lock. And you can just feel the terror in his voice. He's like, I can't leave. He told me to leave and I can't leave. And... Arthur, it, can you get the lock? It's funny. Arthur unlocks it, and then he kind of, like, jumps at him. And he's like, I'm just playing. You can go. <laughs> and he lets Gary go. And I was like, he's a good guy, kind of. <laughs> so, at this point, Arthur's feeling good. He's dyed his hair green. He's got a sweet outfit. Worked on his makeup. He's dancing to Gary Glitter. That dude had child porn on his computer. But Gross. he made a pretty cool song called Rock and Roll Number 2. And so, he's dancing on the stairs. This is the meme. Look, he's doing it. At the top of the stairs, we see the two detectives that have been following him this whole, uh, halfway through this movie. And Arthur sees him, he's like, huh? he just cheeses it to the subway. So, he meets up with clown protesters. At this many, point, many, many clown protesters. At this point, the legend of the clown that just takes no shit from anybody is gotten big. To the point where everyone's wearing masks and they're like, man, I wish that clown was here. Because I'd do some cool shit with him. And so on the subway, Arthur mixes up with a with the clown group, and one detective actually sh- accidentally shoots one of the protesters, and they start a riot, and those clowns beat the shit out of these detectives. I was in my head, I was like, I wonder if they get killed. No, they got put in the comas. They didn't kill them. They just womp the shit out of them, and Arthur scuttles away because he's got a show to go to. So before the show goes live. Arthur asks Murray Franklin to introduce him as Joker. And he's like, Joker? But your name's Arthur Fleck. He's like, but no, you called me that when you were... You called me a Joker. When you were, you know, showing my clips. So I want you to call me Joker. You know, I think it's great. Yeah, that'll be my name. Yeah, it, it, you know. And so Arthur comes out and he's got this cool pose when the curtain comes down. He's dancing, shaking hands, kissing, kissing, uh, what's some old lady just on the face it's awesome he is set up for jokes murray franklin is a consummate talk show host because you could do anything and he will make a joke out of it uh johnny carson was awesome at this if you ever watch old johnny carson um there was one they were throwing axes and the axe thrower the axe flies and hits the crotch of the target and it is i want to say 15 minutes of laughing and jokes they don't go back to throwing axes and the guy is about to go grab the axe. He's like, oh, my bad. And Johnny puts his hand and stops him. He's like, no, no, no. This is good jokes, bud. We're done throwing axes. And he does jokes. So some of the best comedians are great at this. So Arthur, or Joker, is on stage, and he is being awesome. And so Murray asks him, hey, tell us some jokes. I saw you have a little book with you. He's like, yeah, I've been working on some jokes. And so Arthur starts telling Really morbid, not funny jokes. Uh, well, funny to us. Katie and I laugh because they're really fucked up jokes. They're not even jokes, really. Uh, it's just about murder and why it's funny. And then he confesses to the subway murders. And then he talks about how society abandons the mentally ill, the people down on their luck. And then he berates Murray. He's like, you thought I forgot about what the fuck you said about me last week? And Murray's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then 
Arthur shoots Murray Franklin in the head, kills him on air. And then he comes to the camera. He starts talking to the camera before they can go to a dead signal. And so Arthur, he gets arrested. But unfortunately, because this was a live show, all of the clown protesters see this live in action. And the protests are now riots out in the streets of Gotham. And everyone's in a fever pitch. Just like in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. When, when the riot is getting real good, you got to have one moment before everyone just goes crazy, you know. And that moment's coming. And so, while he is getting driven to the police station to be locked up for forever because he killed the guy on live on air, we see how Gotham is falling apart. And we see a movie theater. And it, I want to say still the, the, the Mark of Zorro is the movie that they were watching. Usually it's the Mark of Zorro. And so we see a family, a very... Switch it to the Mask of Zorro. Yeah. <laughs> like the Antonio Banderas movie. It might have been Mask. It, it kind of changed. It was always a Zorro film. Yeah. So we see a nice well-to-do family come out of the theater. It's Thomas, Martha, and Bruce Wayne. And Thomas, I actually like this version of it because... The old versions, for people that don't know Batman's origin story, they come out of a movie and they're like, hey, let's go this way down this dark alley called Crime Alley, and we can get to our car faster. And they're like, oh, we can just stay in the light and just take like ten more minutes. No, just go down this dark alley. It'll be fine, baby. Oh, no, I'm dead. So, in this version, there's a riot happening. So they have to go down the alley. Yes. They're trying to stay out of the street. And so, as they turn into the alley... We see someone follow them into the alley, and the same old song and dance happens to Bruce Wayne. His dad tries to stand up to the gunman, and he gets shot. The pearls get ripped off the mom's neck, and they fall into the alley. Everything happens. I think the pearls have to break and spill onto the ground. That is just a prerequisite to being Batman. Kind of like in Spider-Man... That uh, that new movie says prerequisite. You gotta have somebody die. It's just you have to. <laughs> yeah, that's part of their hero's journey. So, uh, rioters in an ambulance they crash into Arthur's car, and the the cops are dead in the front, and they free him. And at this point, Arthur's got me a concussion county because he's got fucked up. But he gets out and he starts to dance, and he's doing poses and he's dancing, and everybody's like, "Hell yeah, the clown guy's back! Yeah, turn up, turn up!" And then the he's bleeding blood, you know, bleeding his own blood, and he smears the blood into a bloody smile on his face. So he just takes it all up to almost his ears and makes a big old smile. So at Arkham, because he's for sure going to Arkham because he's crazy, uh, he laughs to himself about a joke with a therapist, and he's like, nah, it's it's a funny joke. I'm I'm keeping it to myself. Uh, saying that she wouldn't get it. So just like, you know, the other time. And then he leaves, and then there's a trail of blood shoe prints. And then an orderly chases him down a hallway. Uh, Katie and I were questioning this, because I'm like, did he just kill that therapist? Or is this all in his head, and he's just crazy? I assume it's crazy, but he could have just killed that, or that therapist in the room. It makes sense for him to kill her, because then... That's how we get Harley Quinn in the next film. Yeah. Oh, uh, Katie beat me to it. Uh, this movie 
spoilers, did fucking great. Mm-hmm. So they were like, well, running this shit back. And so we have a sequel with one Lady Gaga will be Harley Quinn. I'm really excited to see her portrayal of it. Margot yeah. Robbie has done excellent as our first live action. Yeah. I'm um, fine with her not doing it because this world is not the same world oh, as yeah. the Suicide Squad yeah. world. Yeah, so. I think Margot Robbie did a really good job at doing the like animated series version of Harley Quinn where she's just like bouncy and happy yeah. and like this is the world is sunshine and rainbows but I'm also crazy and I'm gonna like fuck some shit up and I think the Lady Gaga version because the Joker right now in this world is like super dark and it's all about mental health and the struggles of like the disproportionate class system in Gotham and all these things like I think Lady Gaga is gonna knock it out of the park it's gonna be wild she's great and uh, for sure you'd be a fool not to have her sing a song um, I think oh, they said absolutely. there's going to be a musical number in this. Uh, actually, I think they said multiple m- numbers. I think just... it's going to be a musical. Is what I think I... it's going to be a part musical. Um, Maybe. But I'm fine with that. But, uh, yeah. They're just going to have a lot of scenes like in their heads where they're singing. Where they're singing. Other. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Where I... they go crazy. Like, that's how she goes crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she thinks in music in her head. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, no, there's going to be a sequel to this. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, man. You're a really good Joker. So, Katie, who is your favorite character in The Joker? My favorite character was Sophie, the next-door neighbor, played by one Zazie Beetz. She was the only person, seemingly, in this entire movie who fucking had their head on straight and was not an asshole to Arthur, like, just because, just to be an yeah. asshole. Like, she was actually nice. She, she was a nice person, just in general, to him. Like, just being neighborly, being friendly... And he took it too far, like, he was off the deep end and took it too far with her. But prior to that, she reacted just like a nice neighbor, and as soon as he, like, overstepped his boundary with her, she immediately shut that shit down. All her priority was focus on, like, taking care of my daughter, you need to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. And she was, like, strong mom character for the win. I I went with Arthur Fleck. Even when he became the Joker, I still liked him. It's weird. I shouldn't like the Joker, but even with the animated version with Mark Hamill doing the voice, you kind of like the Joker. In Arkham Knight, the last Batman game that was awesome, we get the Joker just in Batman's head, and he's one of the best characters because he's just talking to Bruce, and he's like, hey, Bruce, you know you're going crazy, right? And he's just jiggling behind him the whole time. Joker's a really cool character. There's a lot to him. Sometimes, sometimes he's just, just I'm doing bad stuff. But sometimes there's, he gets really deep with them. Uh, so, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Um, my least favorite character was the healthcare system in America. <laughs> <laughs> Self-explanatory. We've already talked about it ad nauseum. So, if I didn't say that it was the I don't know budget cuts or social service issues, I'm gonna go with Murray Franklin. So. I get it. He's a talk show host. He's a comedian. Some comedians like ragging on people. It's where they, it's their bread and butter. D.L. Hughley. I love D.L. Hughley. He is a funny man. His routines are habitually 10 minutes short because he's going to make fun of people for 10 minutes in the crowd because it's fun and it's easy for him. Jamie Foxx is really good at that too. His routines used to be always short because he's like, well, I got 10 minutes. Time to make fun of everybody in the front row. And they're like, oh no. 
I spent 30 extra bucks to get made fun of. It's just, some comedians love doing that. And, I mean, if he knew that he'd get his, you know, muffin cap peeled back, I don't think he would say anything about Arthur Fleck. But, he's kind of a poop person, so. Yeah. He, he got what he deserved. Oh, he fucking deserved. <laughs> so, let's do seven-word synopsis. I only have two. Um, my first one is, Gotham is a shitty place to live. Absolutely. If there's one thing these movies have taught us, it's that God, don't live in Gotham. Yeah, before and after Batman's there, it's still shitty. Before, it's just people during, with powers after, nobody. around. Now, it barely powers. Like, we're not, this isn't even fucking Metropolis level. This is just crazy people dealing with the shitty society of a town that uh, infrastructure has been gone for ages. Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes Poison Ivy is just, like, shooting vines everywhere. Oh, yes. Or, some, like... Some people have powers. Yeah. Yes. But not everybody in this <laughs> no. town has powers. Half the people who cause chaos in Gotham are just fucking people down on their luck yeah. and pissed at there's this fucking shit that they're in. Like, yeah. Riddler, he didn't have any fucking powers. He was just mad at the system. His power is his brain. <laughs> yeah, he was really smart. So... My last one is, possible Joker origin story is pretty good. I liked it. They they went with the route of, he's not that bad. It's just everything led him to this point. The whole time the movie, I was like, he's really not that much of an ogre. It's just the world sucks around him. And then I was like, oh, that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. He's really not that bad. Later on, Joker's really bad. <laughs> but right now, it's not that bad. Katie. Alright, I have three. Subway rapey dudes get what they deserve. Get what they fucking deserve. Yeah, he, they were the only ones. Don't rape women. Um, don't baby grown men. No one wins. <laughs> that mom was for sure treating Arthur like he was a child. Well, I feel she wasn't all there. She wasn't. And, you know, what, what can you do? But yeah. just, it was a mess from beginning to end and he unfortunately let it happen because of it's easier yeah easier than fighting against it yeah and it's just a mess and then my last one mentally ill comedian turns murderer on tv yeah blew a dude away on tv fuck yup okay so this film came out october 4th 2019 so, what do you think the budget for Joker was? So, this was really hard for me to kind of guess because, yes, it is a comic book movie, and comic book movies tend to have ginormous budgets. Yeah. But this film also did not have anyone with superpowers. This was uh-huh. regular people in fucking clown masks going fucking crazy on the town. So, I said 50 million as a rough guess because if it had. If this had been any other type of superhero movie where there was flying and explosions and, like, fucking aliens coming from the sky, like, the CGI budget would have put it in the stratosphere. Yeah. But my guess is $50 million. The budget was 55 to $70 million. I was close. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, you know, i got to add in, like, commercials and stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it, there's, like, five specific characters cast of this movie. It's a small cast. There are a lot of people just kind of pop up around. Bruce, I don't think he actually he says more than like five words. He's just no, they have a conversation at the game. Okay, he just stands there. Uh, Alfred says less than like a hundred words. 
Thomas Wayne has a pretty two or three pretty good scenes, but that's it. And you see him get his shit, you know, pushed in. So there were a lot of people that are just like, I'm here for 20 minutes. Now I'm gone. So it makes sense. So what do you think the box office was? I said 250 million, and thinking about it now, that seems low. Mm-hmm. You want to change it or are you going to mm-hmm. stick with it? Fuck, I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> that Okay, so I can finish this. That's cute, Katie. This movie made $1.1 billion. I wasn't sure if it crossed the billion mark. I couldn't remember because it's been several years. And this movie kind of, because we didn't watch it in the theater immediately, it got lost in the, like, was this during COVID? Was this affected by COVID? Was, you know, so that had tracks. This movie was huge and everybody saw it. And like we said at the beginning, this is one of the rare comic book movies that allows itself to be seen by people who don't know anything about comic book movies and it still plays well it's a perfect storm and it's rated r um not every comic movie needs to be rated r but sometimes just having the fact that i could do something wild on the screen or curse a little bit more that that's what the rated r is for not every movie needs just like i'm a sauce person in half because it's rated r you don't have to do that Sometimes I just like people that say fuck more than two times in a movie. But yeah, it's just, it's for it's more for we want kids in this movie because we can get to 2 billion if kids are watching this. So which they never do because kids movies do not make as much money as regular movies. True, but I mean with Endgame and stuff, it's just the fact that kids could be there and you have to pay for those tickets. Yeah. It's still a, primarily adults watching Endgame and Infinity War. I mean, that's they fair. I guess kids' of superhero movies get yeah. a lot of... Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just the fact that anybody can go see it. Yeah. So, uh, you got anything else to say about Joker? It's really good. Yeah. It was take, very fun. Take two hours out of your life and go watch it, even if you don't like Batman or comic book movies, because this movie plays like a regular drama. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's it's this young Bruce, before he can do anything or be cool. He's not a ninja. He's just... A little kid just watching, sad. He's watching just his family get Bruce. lit up. Yeah, this is very sad, Bruce. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about Joker, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, here's a fun fact. So, one time, he cut his own face off because he was crazy. They do it in Gotham. Yeah, they do. That's where they fucking got it. So, he cuts his face off. The cops take it in as evidence because it's it's his fucking face Joker comes to the police station turns off all the lights and kills the majority of the police station and he's like give me my goddamn face at this point it is rotten because it's just a thin piece of skin he puts a belt on the top of his head on his forehead and keeps the face on and so his face is got rotten skin on it and then it makes his like muscly skin really bad this Joker is super duper crazy and so he's just rotten face Joker for a while. He's Cal Kestis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cameron Monaghan? I think so. I I love man. him so much. He's the, so good in Shameless. The, oh my god, he's so good in that Jedi game. The episode oh, so where he's you so think it's the Gotham. dad that's doing all the kills at the circus, and then Gordon realizes it's the kid, and he's like, okay, the jig is up, kid. And he's like, but I didn't do anything. And he just flips to the scary, deep voice. And I'm like, oh my god, it's the Joker. Yeah. It's so goddamn good. 
And they didn't know it would be that good. And then they were like, oh, we're running this shit back, like, multiple times. Oh, yeah. And so they well, run... they spent, like... They did. They pulled the fucking Russo brothers because they spent what like a season and a half saying this is not Joker. This yeah. kid's not Joker. It's just a guy with red hair. Like he's just a kid. Yeah. This is not Joker. This is not a Joker origin. Blah 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 blah. I promise you, this isn't Joker. Bam! It's fucking Joker. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know. Okay. <laughs> we it called was, it, it was years crazy. ago. Crazy. Oh, it's so good. Uh, oh, man, it's so good. But you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email it is. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, yeah, this is uh, month two of comic book movies. We have some really cool choices coming up. Uh, Howard the Duck's happening. I need to sit Katie down and watch that original Captain America movie. No, you don't. <laughs> it's not good. But um, there's tons of comic book movies out in this world. They are constantly making them, you mm-hmm. know. And hopefully they're good. Or they're not. Or they're not. We can watch Elektra or Punisher or Daredevil from. I like the original Daredevil. That's me. Even though I don't like the Evanescence song at all. But I I like that Daredevil. The Wake Me Up Inside? Yeah. That was like the song for it. Actually, I think it was made for that. Well, they made a video that had Daredevil like scenes in it back when, you know, they did that with songs. I like Black Kingpin. Michael Clark Duncan was a great Kingpin. Oh, I bet he was. I bet he was. God. Vincent D'Onofrio is also great as a kingpin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Turns out kingpin's a great character. Yes, he is. He's indestructible, <laughs> man. He takes explosives and just gets back up. He's like, that tickled. And he just beats people up. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man rocks his shit, so. Yeah. So, uh, another fun fact. Uh, technically, kingpin is not a mutant, but his wife was a mutant. So, he has claimed. Was a mutant? Or, she, she thinks she died. So oh, yeah. he has claimed mutant status by marriage. So he comes to this X Men gala because he's like, I'm mutant by proxy, That's and they're bullshit. like, Your kid's a mutant. Like but the you're fuck not. are you doing, Kingpin? He's like. I here's my work now. Like I guess that's fine. And so he's just around in X Men comic books now, just Kingpin, just being Kingpin. But he's actually helping out. I was gonna say if he's just Kingpin being Kingpin. The X-Men are going to wreck him because... Yeah. No, he's helping out. He was at the gala when everything went went sideways. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so he scuttles off. Uh, but no, he's, he's helping out. Because he's part mutant, you know? It's like the people are like, I'm part he's black. He's not like, part. Not. <laughs> he's not part mutant, just like, I'm not part black. <laughs> you brought that up. No. Yeah. I'm not black by marriage. He's, like, he's, he's black two, by association. That's yeah. not... He's how two, that works. Two percent mutant. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah. I have a great, 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 great grandfather that can shoot fire at his hand. I'm five percent mutant. <laughs> no. Okay. No, 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 no. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back very soon with another comic movie. Okay, bye guys. If nothing else, just pick up YouTube and watch Joaquin Phoenix laugh as the Joker. It's so good. Yeah. His laugh is haunting as shit. Yeah, it's really good.